American soccer fans, welcome to episode 81 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Donald Wine here, manager of Stars and Stripes FC, your source for all things U.S. national teams, the players that comprise them, and everything else surrounding the game of soccer in America. We're back. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Uh, I had took a summer break, and it was good to take care of some stuff and also recharge the batteries a bit, but it is going to be an incredibly busy fall, and I- I'm glad to be back. I hope you guys enjoyed your summer. I know there was a lot going on during the summer, and we were keeping track of it on the writing side over at starsandstripesfc.com, uh, so keep going over there for all of your soccer news, especially around the U.S. men's and women's national teams, but as I mentioned, we have a lot coming up. We have a a few games, both on the men's and women's side, ultimately leading to the 2022 FIFA World Cup, which will take place starting on now November 20th in Qatar. Uh, the United States men's national team obviously will be in Group B. We will talk about all of that down the road. We will hopefully have some guests coming on to talk about all the teams, all the stuff around the World Cup and everything else surrounding the game of soccer in America. But we are coming back because you already know what I have to talk about this week. And it is an evergreen topic in the U.S. soccer community. And that's right. It's one of my favorite topics. I am talking about U.S. soccer jerseys, notably the 2022 U.S. soccer home and away jersey that is scheduled to be released at some point next month. I've been told before the men's friendly. So the women won't wear them coming up over the Labor Day weekend when they play Nigeria both in Kansas City and right here in my hometown, D.C., they will wait until October to wear these jerseys. The 2022 jerseys will be released starting with the men. They will wear them in games against Japan and Saudi Arabia, which will take place later in the month of September in Europe. But I'm not talking about the release of these jerseys. I'm talking about the design. That has been what has dominated U.S. soccer Twitter over the last week or so, really over the last few days, and It's time to talk about them. So let's get into it. We will first start with the home jersey. The home jersey is a white jersey. And right now, most people out there are inaccurately kind of saying it looks like the 2002 jersey, uh, which everyone was so fond of only because we used it to get to the quarterfinal. But this is more like the 2004 jersey if you think about that template that Nike put out for the 2004 minus the circle uh, 90 font that they had for two years. Uh, We don't know what the font's going to look like with this jersey, but we have a center crest. The crest, the U.S. soccer crest will be featured in the center. Just above the center crest, we have a navy blue kind of blotch pattern. It's not necessarily a pattern, but it's a blotch part of the template that rides all the way up to the neck. On the sleeves, we have on both sleeves, we have Nike swooshes which is the departure from normal soccer jerseys usually they have those on the chest usually on the right part of the chest this uh, if you if you're thinking about football jerseys nfl jerseys that's kind of what this looks like the nike swooshes will be on either sleeve but also the sleeve has kind of a stripe pattern that is both red and navy that pattern is also on the back in the neck tape we have what says states united uh is the slogan that U.S. soccer is going with on the neck tape. That's the home jersey. That's what's supposed to be coming out for the home jersey. Now, the road jersey. The road jersey is, again, a departure from most traditional jerseys in the sense that it is a tie-dye design. 
of a jersey. Mostly royal blue with what appears to be a dark navy blue element. Some may say it's black. It's hard to kind of tell from these pictures, but my guess is that it's closer to a navy blue. Uh, It forms a tie-dye pattern throughout the entirety of the jersey. Once again, the U.S. soccer crest is centered, and it has two... You and it has two Nike swooshes, one on either sleeve in white. Again, we don't know the font of the name and number set, obviously, and we also don't know the placement. But given that it is a center crest, I can imagine that the number on the front will also be in the center. So, what does this mean, right? Like, when we look at these jerseys, the reaction to these jerseys was universally poor i don't see a single person out here who is saying that they like these jerseys and i and i'm not someone who's like i only saw a couple of tweets and i'm extrapolating that i have looked at twitter for the last week and a half and honestly for the last few months as we consider all the different leaks that have come out about these jerseys and i have not seen one person say that they universally like them or that they say they are great they can't wait to get them now Having said that, I am one of these people who are going to get this jersey. Why? Because they get every jersey. I'm I'm an addict like that when it comes to the U.S. soccer, when it comes to jerseys in general. I want to go to the World Cup wearing the what the team is wearing on the field, even if I don't like it. And even if some of these players don't like it, they are still going to be wearing this jersey. And we've seen some players kind of speak out on social media with comments that lead us to think that this is not something that they would have had on their drawing board if they had a choice, but they don't have the choice. They wear what they're given. And this is what they, it seems like what they are being given. Now, initially there was a couple of other jerseys design leaks that have come out. And everyone again has said, this is the 2022 Jersey. This is the, the real one. And those turned out to be false. I am being told that these two jerseys that you've seen most recently, again, the white Jersey that kind of looks like the 2004 template and the tie dye, Navy and Royal blue Jersey. I've been told that those are confirmed to be what you will see when they are released sometime next month. So what we first got to do is enter that into our heads, get that through our heads that this is what it's going to be. But obviously it has led a lot of people to come out with their own designs of, Hey, this is the direction that you soccer should be going in all of these other comments about, you know, who's to, who's to blame for these designs. And I want to start with that. Who is the blame for the designs? And it's hard to say that people should be blamed for design because there's a lot of people that are involved in this process. There's a lot of people who have to sign off on these things. But let's pare it down to two entities. There is Nike and U.S. Soccer. Those two companies, in the case of U.S. Soccer, a nonprofit organization, and Nike, a conglomerate of a corporation, they come together to decide what the direction of the U.S. soccer jerseys will be. And it's the same thing for the women. It's the same thing for men every couple of years or every year, however they do it. But this process for these two jerseys probably started about 18 to 24 months ago. And you could probably say they probably even went a little bit further back because of COVID. Like this process was not one where they said, hey, Six months ago, they said, hey, let's put out a jersey. We don't have a lot of time. Let's do this, this, and this. This this cooperation or this process for these jerseys started probably back somewhere in 2020. Maybe around when the 2020 jerseys 
were released or even just before that. But it is one where they get feedback from the federations. Nike gets feedback from the federations. They come back with designs and the federation ultimately has to be the one that signs off. on yes, this is the one we want to do. So it's not one person. It's not, you know, one department. There's a lot, again, a lot of people have their eyes on it. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know where the buck stops when it comes to who has the final say, who has the final sign off of approval for these jerseys to be deemed official. But there are people who are involved in that process from top to bottom. And I think people have to understand that it's not just, you know, Nike out to get us or U.S. soccer out to get us. This is, a, this is on both. And probably what they are thinking is that these jerseys will be the ones that will sell to the most amount of people. They are looking beyond the soccer diehards, the people like me who buy jerseys every four days and buy them multiple at a time. They're looking beyond us. They're looking to capture the person who does not yet have a soccer jersey or may get one around World Cup time, one every four years. They're looking to try and bring them in with a jersey that will entice them to buy. And when you think about and I will get to my thoughts on this thought process in a second. But when you think about that thought process. Plane is going to win out most of the time because most people casuals and even the people who really don't like soccer are not to be bothered with intricate designs. They don't care about cool designs or designs that are flashy. They just want something that they can wear multiple times. And that is when they spend their 92, $150 on a Jersey is because they want to spend it on something that they know they'll wear multiple times in multiple situations, multiple, uh, you know, different situations they are looking for something that is versatile and the most versatile canvas that we have in fashion is the solid color is the plain. And that's why they're going for that with the home Jersey. Now you can also throw in the fact that they say, Oh, well, we always have a white Jersey at, at home and tradition says that we keep that we have kind of maintained that Again, every white jersey has a design of some sort. And the question is, how much design do they give us without making it again so that they can cater to that crowd that is not you and I, me speaking, or you who are probably listening to this podcast? Because we are considered diehards or at least, you know, enough of fans of the sport that we understand the intricacies behind what a flashy yet awesome design would be. Now, my thoughts on this is, uh, just kind of like everybody else's. I have been the CEO, president, chairman, and co-founder, and the emperor of the club that is the Waldo should be the national team jersey, period. And I still maintain that. The Waldos are so easy to make a tradition, it's not even funny. It is the most American jersey you can have. It is something that speaks to our ideals. It speaks to what we unite behind. And if people are going to represent for the United States of America, the one thing that is united behind that is, is the flag. And, and of course we can get into everything about the flag and what it represents, what it entails, what it's supposed to represent, what it's supposed to entail. But that flag is where we represent. It's even present in the U S soccer crest. They redid it to make it look more like the U S flag for a reason they somehow shy away from making the Waldo a permanent fixture on our home jersey. 
I think that is a, a very big mistake. I think on Nike's side, they would be amenable to having that as something that they can kind of tweak from year to year. Look at what they already do. I mean, the best example, there's one on Nike side and one on Adidas side. The best examples in this world of jerseys that kind of have a pattern or have a des- have a, a design of some sort that just gets kind of tweaked every couple of years is Argentina for, for Adidas and for Nike is Croatia. Croatia, they have the checkerboard every single time. Every single part of every jersey that they have, especially the home jersey, has that element in there. And even on the away, they figure out a way to add the checkerboard design to that jersey. It may be across the whole jersey. It may be across the whole front, across the whole back. It may be a corner. It may be something else. But that checkerboard design is what they have. It feels like it's required to be on their jersey. On Adidas' side with Argentina, they have the predominant white jersey with the light blue stripes. And every single time, the number of stripes may change. They may have five. They may have 10. They may have 15. They may have four. But they have those stripes. Those stripes may have designs within them. They may play off of the flag. They may have outlines. But those that remains constant. So that even if you're wearing a 2006 Argentina jersey and you stand next to someone wearing a 2022 Argentina jersey, you look the same. Why do they do that? For the visual of being in a crowd and you look in the end zone and you see all the Argentina fans going nuts. It is one just huge block of people wearing the home jersey of the white with the light blue stripes. With Croatia, when you look at a Croatia crowd in, in that block in the World Cup, you see checkerboard. That's it. You don't you very you see very few people wearing the away jersey, even if it looks cool. You see very few people wearing something else but checkerboard. Even if they don't have a jersey, they have a checkerboard shirt or something that has gingham or something that will tie into that particular design, and they make it theirs. We should be doing that with the Waldo. We should be doing that with the horizontal stripes, the hoops, whatever you want to call them. We should be doing that for U.S. soccer. And I think it's a mistake that they're not doing that. I, I, I've said this to U.S. soccer on many occasions. I've said this on Black and Red United. I've said this on Stars and Stripes FC. I've said this to anyone who will listen. The Waldo should be our jersey moving forward. And this isn't it. And when you have something, when you have something that so many people will say, just put this out there and we will give you money for it, and you don't do it, that seems like a failure. I think that's why people are so are reacting so wildly to these jerseys is because we are telling you how we want to spend our money. We are telling you, if you want to do this, we will give you a lot of money for it. You will be able to print, have your own printing press. The Mint will have to move to Chicago, to Soccer House, because you will be printing all the money in the United States because we're going to be giving it to you. And so when you come back with a plain white jersey that has a couple of elements that people just kind of say, this looks like a hockey jersey, this looks like a football jersey, that is, you're missing the, the mark. And when you miss the mark, when everyone tells you where it is, that feels like a failure. And I think that's why people are reacting the way they are, at least on the home jersey. Now, the road jersey, there's a lot of people, and I'm in kind of in this boat, that says, hey, if you give us a, a consistent jersey identity with the home jersey, the away jersey, you can go nuts. The third jersey, you can kind of tie back into the theme, but introduce some other elements. But the away jersey, you can kind of go nuts because we really don't care when they wear the away jersey. However, most people think you should stick within the realm of the flag colors, which are navy, red, and white. 
And this jersey doesn't do that either. Now, most people, when it comes to some of these jerseys, they always are negative, always, until they see it in person, and then they like it. I am one who loved the Dazzle Camo when it came out. A lot of people hated it. But once they saw us wear it, a lot of people go, hey, I've kind of changed my tune on this. It looks good on the field. It looks good with the number. It looks good in person. It also looks good when we win. And I think the issue with some of these jerseys that we've seen over the years is that people have a fond memory of it because we won in them. We won something, whether it was a gold cup, a a big World Cup qualifier, uh, a, a gold cup, whatever that was, they have a fond memory of it because that jersey was worn throughout that successful campaign. And some of the best jerseys that we've had over the years are jerseys that we know of and can attribute to a specific special moment in U.S. soccer history. The Sash, the Waldo, the Centennial, the Bomb Pop, the Denim, uh, the Don't Tread on Me. Those are all moments where people go, hey, I remember that moment, and we look so good doing it. Because as you all know, if you look good and you feel good, you play good. And if you look good and you feel good, then as a fan, you also will support good as well. So I think that's where people kind of harken back to some of these designs and these themes that make it highlight our identity, highlight our success that we've had on the field, both on the men's side and the women's side. I think when it comes to the tie dye, a lot of people don't like it. And yes, maybe with the number, it changes a little bit. Again, if, if we use this and we beat England in them, yeah, maybe people buy, buy them fly off the shelves, but attack the, what we're giving you. The fan base has given you ideas on what they want to see you as soccer teams wear, what how they want us to look, how we want to walk out onto the field at the World Cup, at the at the men's World Cup, at the women's World Cup, at the Gold Cup, Nations League. If we go to Copa America, we want our teams to represent us as fans. And the streets are real clear. These two jerseys aren't doing it. They're not it. Maybe they will be it if, again, something happens in this men's World Cup where they end up winning and they end up going far or they end up, you know, maybe we meet Mexico in a quarterfinal. We smoke them in one of these jerseys and they and and then people go, oh, now I really like these jerseys now. That kind of happened in 2002. If people can think all the way back to that in 2002, people kind of like, ah, these jerseys are just a template. We don't really like them. And then we got all the way to the quarterfinal. We beat Mexico in the process. And everybody's like, yo, I love that jersey. It's one of the it's one of the you know premier jerseys of all time. So I, I think that may have something to do with it. But for now, for now, we have to sit here and say, we as US soccer fans want a jersey identity. These two jerseys aren't doing it. And every single time you try to step away from what we're trying to give you, what we keep yelling from the rooftops and the mountaintops that we want, then it seems like a failure in our eyes. And I think that's why people are so negative towards these jerseys now. Right now on USAC Twitter, we're negative. A lot of people are negative towards a lot of things. And jerseys are obviously always one of them. But this is one where you have to stop and look at this. You have to stop and kind of read what people are saying. Every single concept design that has come out since then all have centered around the Waldo. All have all of them that I have seen that are any good has centered around the Waldo. And when people ask, hey, we want to do something, it either stems around the denim, in the case of American Outlaws, my my organization, 
they put out the denim jersey. Everyone loves that. Or they go around the Waldo because they want something that when you walk down the street three blocks away at a World Cup in a sea of people, people can look at you and go, that, my friends, is a U.S. fan. And these jerseys aren't doing it because right now everyone here is sitting there thinking, what does this look like? And the fact that they're comparing it to everything but, hey, this is instantly recognizable as in a United States soccer jersey, that is where the failure, in my eyes, has occurred. You want it to represent our teams, our country, our soccer nation, and those don't do it. So having said that, these are going to be our jerseys. I mean, these will be our jerseys in I guess there's a bit of a silver lining in that this World Cup, this men's World Cup starting so late means that the next year's jerseys, the 2023 jerseys, are still coming out in March because we're going back to our normal schedule of jerseys being released in March. So I believe in the case of the away jersey, it is only going to be worn for a few games, maybe three or four um, when it comes to the men and the women will probably wear it once or twice. But starting next year, the women's world cup is coming up. The women will get their own Jersey uh, like they did in 2019. The women will also get a second Jersey. That'll kind of be their away Jersey and the, and will replace the men's away Jersey on the men's side. So we have something to look forward to there. Maybe that's when they listen to some of this, but again, that process has long since been in motion for those jerseys to be developed. And we'll see what happens when they come out and what they look like. But for now, people are disappointed and they rightfully should be because these jerseys have missed the mark in so many different areas. And and I've only, you know, really expressed my ways on a few. So uh, this is something that we can continue to talk about for eons and eons. And before we go, let me just address the one uh, argument I guess people use is, hey, if you don't like it, don't buy it. Now, a lot of us have been waiting eight years over eight years to see the U.S. play in a World Cup match again. And they wanted to dress the way the players are dressed on the field when they do it. That is part of the reason. And when you collect jerseys, you collect jerseys from these different times. And we've had some good jerseys over the years. We've had some bad jerseys over the years. And me, I have just about all of them. Why? Because I want to represent the players by wearing what they're wearing on the field. And a lot of you know people want to feel the same way. Even if they don't like the jersey, they'll still buy one and wear it. But this is where I say, you know, not buying it doesn't mean anything. For me, I buy multiple jerseys. If I really like a jersey, I'll buy multiple. If I don't like one, I might buy one. And there's some families who will buy multiple things they like and don't buy any that they don't like. They're, that's money gone. That's opportunity lost to capture a fan, a new fan especially. And when it comes to these jerseys, the sales are not dictating what they do with them because, again, as we've seen, for some of these jerseys, they barely last a few games before they're discarded in favor of a new one. This is about them getting it right the first time, having the supply chains ready for people to take orders and to make it worth something that shuts down systems. When you think about Nigeria, Nigeria in 2018, when they released their World Cup jersey, their World Cup jersey sold 3 million units worldwide in the first 30 minutes on sale why because they went for it they said we're going to do something that's us 
And they've continued to do that over the years. And even they even have jerseys that are still uh, still them. And people are kind of like, wow, it's just it's not as wild and out there as the other ones are, but it's still them. It still represents their culture, it represents their soccer nation. And when people wear them, I mean, I have bought more Nigeria jerseys over the years than I have U.S. jerseys. Why? Because they went for it. They did something that people love. It looks cool. They look good on the field when they wear them. And at the end of the day, you want to look and feel as good as they do. You want to have that feeling. And the U.S. soccer jerseys don't always give people that feeling. That's what people want. That's what the Waddles gives you. That's what, for some people, the Sash gives you. That's what you know the Gold Cup jersey from 2017 gets you. On the women's side, the 2019 jersey is going to be forever remembered because it was a good-looking jersey. Even though it might have been a little plain, it represented something special. It represented the 99ers, and the 2019ers took that and made it their own, and they lifted a trophy in the process. That's how you capture hearts and minds. But the Waldo has always been the constant, and I think if you bring those back, you will never have to regret it, ever. U.S. Soccer Nike should get together and make this possible because whatever it happens, it sells out. The Gold Cup jersey was only available in Authentics, which were $175 a piece, and they sold out the first weekend. And they never got more back because they didn't think that people would like them and everyone loved them. They should use that. They should take that and understand that people want this. They want a jersey identity to call their own. They want something that when they go to World Cups and Croatia's in their checkerboard and Argentina's in their stripes and Brazil is in their yellow and Portugal's in their burgundy and Netherlands in their orange, we have our Waldo. We have our hoops. We have our flag on our jersey to represent. We have our jersey identity and tradition for the next hundred years. That's what we need to start thinking about. And hopefully that process has started at U.S. Soccer when they kind of see the reaction to these current jerseys that are set to come out. Uh, Again, it's too late for these jerseys. It's probably too late for next year's jerseys. And honestly, it might even be too late for the 2024 jerseys. But we can start, hopefully, maybe they can redo that process and bring in some fans, bring in some people who buy a lot of jerseys. Yes, Hi, I'm talking about me in both those situations. I say that in jest, but and also seriousness as well. There's a lot of people who are like me who would love to be a part of that process. Give us the opportunity. If you see the concepts that are on on social media, you know people are up for the task. It's just a matter of finding one that we think fits our own. You know, get the players involved. On the men's and women's side, the youth side, the people who are going to have to wear these, the people who want to buy them. Yes, Nike. Yes, U.S. Soccer have have the big wigs in the room too, but they need to listen to the people who are going to be direct consumers because that's who you're trying to sell this jersey to. And I think that is what's been missing. And I hope that's something that can change. And that's something that I think is an easy mark to achieve. Bring in elements of people who are from all walks of life, diverse backgrounds, the diehards as well as the people who are casual, as well as the people who are kind of getting to the game, and we can all say, here's what we want. This is what we all are looking for. This, How can you make it where this is a jersey that we all can be proud of? When the players aren't even proud of it, that should be your red flag, first of all. But the biggest red flag is that the fans have unequivocally said, this is not it. We are not there. You have missed the mark yet again, 
even though we continue to tell you where to aim. So I will leave it there for episode 81. I know that was kind of a rant on jerseys, but I had to come back with that. It's the weekend. We had to get it out there. And as we move forward, we're going to also talk about soccer again. We have two women's games coming up in a couple of weeks. We have the men's games coming up next month. The women will also be in Europe in October. One match against England has been announced. And then in November, of course, the women will have a window. And then it is the 2022 FIFA World Cup. We will have a lot coming up on this podcast over the next few weeks and months. Uh, But for now, keep it locked. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you especially to all of you who subscribe. If you have not subscribed, like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you find your podcasts, we'll be eternally grateful and continue to send questions. If you have questions you want me to answer on this show, if you have topics you want me to discuss on this show, if you have people that you want me to bring on this show, send those to ssfcpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love love to hear from you and I'll answer any questions as they come in. Enjoy the rest of your week and until next time, take care.